as we welcome in Dan Rosen from NHL.com. Morning, Dan. You're with Kevin Carius and Eddie Steele, the former Great Cup champion, CFLer. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks, guys. Kevin, Eddie, thanks for having me. Well, thanks for hopping on. Uh, let's take a quick twirl around the league. Let's start with the Rangers. Uh, in Vegas last night, lose 5-1. For some reason, it seems every time I watch the Rangers on the road, a little bit of a different team than what you see from them at MSG. Uh, agree? Disagree? Uh, I think just lately the Rangers, I, I don't know if there's, to be honest, I'm not sure that there is that much of a difference. I think right now the Rangers are going through something where they're just allowing a lot of rush chances, a lot of clean shots from the slot, um, things that they were not doing earlier in the season, and they got to clean them up. You know, I mean, I thought that they did, and, and, and Igor Shesterkin played really well against Washington on Sunday and against Seattle on Tuesday, but they go to Vegas, and I was watching the game. They had a great start. Logan Thompson was terrific, and then it kind of just got away from them the way it has a couple of times here, you know, over the past couple of weeks. So I don't think it's necessarily a, like an alarm, alarm bells going off yet, but it is something to, to bear in mind and to watch that the rush chances against the clean shots from the slot, those are things that the Rangers are giving up a lot of lately that they weren't earlier in the season. Yeah, and Dan, with the Metropolitan Metropolitan Division being so tight, I mean, the Rangers are just two points up on uh, Philly right now. Are they checking out the Flyers in the rearview mirror here or what? Uh, it is amazing, right? I mean, who at any point in the offseason through training camp and even the start of the season would have thought that the Philadelphia Flyers would be in the position that they're in right now. And they just keep getting it done. Listen, they got 37 games left and they play a hard brand of hockey. I think it's a lot to ask, but the way they keep going, they look like they keep getting them better and better and better. Like, I want to see where they are a month from now, two months from now, uh, as we really get into the last stretch before the playoffs. But they look like a playoff team right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is remarkable the job that John Tortorella has done there. Dan, sticking out east, I just want to talk about Florida a little bit, and they're rolling right now. What are you seeing out of Florida and just them having the success that they're having and playing so strongly? Well, they, they, they clearly have an identity that they established last season, especially in the playoffs. They play to that identity. They're hard to play against. They have skill. They go to the net, they play in straight lines, uh, and they do not give you very much when you have the puck against them. Sam Reinhardt has been outstanding. Their, their power play, their special teams have been very good, and he's been outstanding. Uh, he kind of reminds, he's kind of like, to me, he's like the right-handed version of Chris Kreider. He you know, tips deflections around the net, scoring goals in the inner slot area, um, power play goals, shorthanded goals, uh, it's six foot three frame, kind of the same thing, just shooting with the other hand. But I, I, I think they are a really strong team. Uh, the ten million dollar AAV for Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't look so bad anymore. We thought it would. We thought it looked terrible not long ago. Doesn't look so bad anymore. Uh, and and they just keep playing really good. And Matthew Kachuk is is heating up too. So. They are a real dangerous team. I mean, they are a super dangerous team. Hey, Dan, what's uh, GM Bill Zito going to do with Sam Reinhardt here? I think, he, I mean, listen, you got to sign him. Like, he, he's 28 years old. He's in the prime of his career. He fits perfectly into what you have, into your system. Uh, there's chemistry. And here's the other thing that, you know, t- 
Things like the Panthers and the Lightning and the Predators and the Golden Knights have no state taxes, right? So an 8.5 or a $9 million AAV for Sam Reinhardt in Florida is a lot more money than a 9 or a $9.5 million AAV in, say, Philadelphia, wherever, right? Just it, 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 it matters. Those no state taxes matter, so they can sell that as well. This is not a guy you let walk away. Uh, you, you can't do that. He's too valuable to your team, and he has found his game and found the way he needs to play to have success uh, and exactly who he is in the NHL, and, and, and you gotta, you got to pay for him uh, because if you don't, you're going to be searching for him, and you're going to have to pay somebody else who probably won't fit as well as Sam Reinhart does in hmm. your system. Shifting it over to the Pacific, and and I want to hold off on talking about the Oilers uh, as much as everybody wants to hear about them with the win streak they're on. The L.A. Kings, why are they slumping in such a way that they are? It's a really good question for the Kings right now. I mean, it just kind of went the exact opposite direction. I mean, Cam Talbot was playing really well, but the Kings system is built on them defending, right? I mean, they, they insulate their goaltenders. They do a really good job. But you look at it right now, a goal against Nashville, one against Dallas. Yes, they got the 5-2 win against Carolina. Lose to Detroit 5-3, two against Florida. They're not scoring. They need offense. Uh, they can insulate their goaltender all they want. It's They have to push for offense. And that means they have to take that insulation away from their goalie a little bit, and he's got to be able to be a lot better than he's been. But they need to score. They need they need guys. They need to, to find a, uh, another gear here. As good as they've been and as deep as they are, I think, especially down the middle, the one thing the Kings don't have is that breakout player where if they don't have it one night, they could just look at him and say, need you to go win it for us tonight. And, a lot, you know, teams around them, have that. Kings do not. Dan Rosen, NHL.com, our headliner of the day with Kevin Carius and Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Uh, Dan, your most recent article on NHL.com, kind of at the halfway point, looking at Hart Trophy uh, candidates and what you see basically at this stage of the season. And for you, I guess uh, Nathan McKinnon is probably at the top of the lo- that list for you right now? He is right now. I mean, listen, if Connor McDavid and the Oilers keep going the way they're going, you got to expect that McDavid might climb that list and get to the top of it. Just, you know, he got off to, they, they got off to that slow start. He got off to a slow start by his standards uh, with the injury and everything, and he's playing a little bit of catch-up, and he's obviously caught up. Uh, but McKinnon, uh, listen, I think it's points in 10 straight games now. Uh, could be one off there. Uh, that was after not getting a point in the game which ended a 19-game point streak. So, I mean, 29 of the last 30 games, Nathan McKinnon has a point. The Avalanche, uh, they, you know, they've been very good, but he's been the driving force, the catalyst. He, he is a player that – he's a unicorn in the NHL. Yep. He is a fast he, – well, he's a speed-burning, skilled power forward almost impossible to stop. When he gets revved up, you can't stop him. There's nobody else like him in the NHL. McDavid, there's nobody else like him because of the speed and the skill and the combination that he has. You can't, you can't catch him. But, but McKinnon is, is like a wrecking ball out there that's just going full speed all the time.
he is having the best year of his career, and he keeps building and putting mm-hmm. building blocks on it, uh, and he's putting another building block on his career this season. He, I think he's just been remarkable. You know, Dan, I had a good conversation with Pierre Lebrun a while back. When the NHL comes to, well, and the IIHF and the IOC and everything like that, when they can all get their ducks in a row, if and when it happens, um, I said, I think that on the Canadian team that, McKinnon and McDavid should be on the same line. He said, "No way." I said, "Uh, uh-uh. I, th- I think it would be that would be a line that people would just be going, wow." What do you think? Yeah. Well, I would love to see it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be the coach that had the opportunity to put those two together on the same line. You know, that would be. I would guess you'd have McDavid in the middle and, and McKinnon probably on the right wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would probably be the way to go with that, just with McDavid's speed being it. You know, but I mean, McKinnon can do it too. Um, it would be remarkable. I, I'd have to see the rest of the team, but the team, the Canadian team, for what, whenever we have the next international tournament involving NHL players, mm-hmm. will obviously be very deep up front to where I think you might be able to get away with doing yeah. that. And I, I don't. I wonder if those two guys would mesh together <laughs> with their styles, or if they would have to, you know, be be apart because of the way they play and how they each drive the opponent back, you might want them separate uh, because they drive it back and open things up for their wingers. I don't know. We'll see. It would be a great problem to have for whoever has that coach, whoever the coach is. Hey, Dan, just give us the uh, viewpoint with someone uh, with eyes and ears from outside of this market. How are the Oilers looking from the outside in? Well, I think the most impressive thing with them, they're looking really good, obviously, but I think the most impressive thing with the Oilers right now is how they've taken to defending, uh, keeping the puck out of their net. However they defend, whether it's through offense or through, you know, as I was talking about with the Kings before, insulating their goaltender, doing that with Stuart Skinner, uh, that to me has been the most impressive thing. When they got off to their slow start, I was saying this. I was like, listen, as soon as McDavid gets right, they're going to get hot because he's going to get hot. And he's going them to a hot streak. And it happened. They made the coaching change, and it happened. Carried them to the hot streak. Then they lost those three games in a row, and you wonder, okay, was that the streak, and now are they going to kind of regress back to what they were? But their game, they so much to, where the, to the point now where this is, I think, who they are now. Uh, at least in the regular season. They have a lot to prove in the playoffs. Uh, so you take it with a grain of salt. But I'm really impressed by how they have just maintained this level of play, especially defensively, keeping the puck out of the net, keeping chances down as best they can. Hey, Dan, thanks for your time tonight. today. Really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy this weekend's games. Uh, we're looking forward to the uh, Battle of Alberta tomorrow, and I'm sure you got a lot of other games on the docket you're keeping an eye on, too. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate it. Pre- appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on.